All right, let's get into this. Let's, let's get going. Come on. Time to start the day. Welcome into the Eric St. Joe Podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here in the Impact Power Sports Studio. <sighs> wow. Uh, late night last night for your old pal EZ, Queen of the Forest, the NFK. Going to bed late as the Lions won the game against the Rams. I didn't know what the fuck to do with that. It, 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 it was like kind of like um, as a fan who's, I, I guess I hadn't really, um, you know, thought about how it felt, you know, no idea. With two minutes to go, they're able to take a knee or some crazy stunt like that. Or I think it was less than a minute or less than two minutes. They decided to start taking knees. Okay, in the victory formation, I was like, oh, I, I guess that's it. What the fuck happens now? And I was like, holy fucking shit. Could not believe it. it it's uh, It's kind of like you feel like you're in the uh, deep end of the pool and you can tread water, but it's still just a little weird to be all alone as a fan. Very, very uh, surreal, surreal feeling to say the least. I kind of didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. So I just sat there. Um, that stress level was uh, a, a little bit too much for your old pal Easy. I, I seriously, I think I might have been better off just not watching that damn thing for my own health. My God, I am just not cut out for this. If um, if this is what it's like, it's like God damn it, man. Uh, it's a little intense. All of that for one game. The first round, I could really use a laugher like, you know, what the Packers did to Dallas. How about that? More on that in a second. But to be in a spot, the Lions, the final time they have the ball, they're only leading by one point. But if they get two, maybe three first downs, they can do this, win the damn game. Now, how many times have we watched football games where a team will just uh, keep it conservative and run up the middle, chew the clock, and let the defense kick the ball away? And then uh, you're, you know, I'm glad that they decided to get aggressive and throw that pass to get the first down. And, and that is a gamble because... If it doesn't work, it stops the clock. So that's a huge roll of the dice. But I'm glad they did that because um, they were just getting chewed up and spit out all game long by Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua, who I had heard he had a fantastic year. And then just to see that beast play was remarkable 
and you're putting the ball into the hands of Matthew Stafford, who, you know, that guy is uh, notorious. We've seen it where he can just march a team down the field and win the game on a last drive. And that would have been so lion-like to give the ball back to him. Ah, fucking shit. And give him an opportunity to win the game. But they threw it. And uh, what's that receiver's name? He's really good. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Oh, my God. That guy is clutch. Absolutely clutch. So that game starts with uh, the Lions just fucking marching right down the field. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And it always uh, it always mystifies me how they how that can't stay. I guess the other team's going to make defensive adjustments or whatever. I don't, I don't claim to know anything about this. All I know is that uh, early on in that game, it was just back and forth. But Stafford obviously is uh, is not going away quietly. And just to see that guy, Nakua, um, first of all, Stafford, uh, despite him being 35 years old, God, can that guy throw it? Holy shit, I had forgotten how good Matthew Stafford is. I mean, Jared Goff um, is good, but not Stafford good. And I don't know, it's, uh, you know, annoying at how good he is whenever the lions are playing a guy, uh, against a team that has a guy that's so damn good god was he fantastic in that game and this dude this rookie this nakua all right he gets the ball and then you can't tackle him and you add into the mix that uh the lions defensive secondary had a miserable game one of the most miserable games you will see. Cam Sutton sucks. Holy shit. Is he terrible? If he's not letting up big plays, he's missing tackles. He's slow. He's uh, grabbing out of the jersey of the other team. Getting a penalty. I was so pissed off at that guy. Why is he even there? Somehow, we made it through. Second half, the Lions were not effective in scoring, moving the ball, anything. And But the thing is, the Rams weren't either at scoring, but they were still effective at getting close. So they're like chipping away a field goal here, a field goal there. And I'm like, oh my God, they're down by one point. We've got the ball with four and a half minutes to go. I know what's going to happen here. Uh, We're going to give the ball back to the Rams, to Stafford, with under two minutes to go. He's quickly going to move them down the field. They're going to line up for a field goal and take all the time off of the clock and then win it with no time left. Lions lose. Somehow that did not happen. My God. There was a moment in that game. Um, by the way, the refs, again, were absolutely horrible. Horrible. 
there was a time when the Lions were lining up. It was uh, uh, fourth down or whatever. They they needed four yards for a first down. So, of course, they're going to go for it. Dan Campbell would go for it on his own. If it was uh, fourth down and 40 at his one-yard line, Dan Campbell would go for it. So he's lining up. All he needs is five yards or uh, four yards. And then the Packers jump off sides. And you're like, yes, all right. Uh, oh, no, it's a false start. And then they show the replay, and it wasn't. It's like, how the fuck can you do that? It's the simplest of calls of false uh, offsides. Then there was the um, the one where Stafford, that sh- this should have been a personal foul. One guy for the Lions, I think it was Hutchinson, smashed into him. And then another guy hit him right in the head. And then he went down and his head bounced off of the turf. And I don't know if you noticed it, but his eyes rolled back in his head and his arms went up with that uh, that one uh, pose you see when someone's brain is completely mush. Yeah, well, he was out. And then he uh, got up, did the old concussion protocol. I guess it worked. And uh, they they said, oh, yeah, you're safe to go back in. That guy is so damn tough. Matthew Stafford. Uh, playing in Detroit. Uh, we saw that many, many times with that guy. He, one time he had like a dislocated shoulder and he came back out on the field in his rookie year and threw a touchdown. Incredible. Uh, everybody who's in the chat saw that. How his eyes went back in his head. I was like, oh my God, that dude is badly hurt. Uh, but yet he made it back in the game. Um, as the time is winding down, I honestly, I'm like, well, what, what, what the fuck? This, this just happened. We just won. Uh, there's, there's a clip I want to share that. I don't know if you saw it. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Let's uh, look at the clip as the time winds off of the clock. And to a very important place for him. This guy is bawling. He's crying. And to a very important place for him. Ah. And yeah, you see a few tears in there for those folks. <laughs> now, he might be hammered. You never know. Uh, that place was uh, rocking. Absolutely rocking. Um, but, my God, the Lions pull through. I honestly, I was like, okay, all of this for one game. That means now that I have to do it again. I have to sit there. And I didn't move from that chair. I just, okay. Uh, I didn't, um, I didn't watch any other football games. I was so GD busy. I had games of my own to do, uh, with that, with that, the arena. And, um, and it, it worked out where I was here working last night, getting stuff ready for this week, you know, boring shit. And I, my eyes were closing. I was tired. And, um, you know, it's half an hour to the game time. And I, I literally, 
Uh, I had to get prepared. This is something I don't I don't do often where I'm like, all right, now I'm getting ready to watch. In fact, a number of the Lions games this year, I I didn't necessarily avoid them, but if I had something else going on, I didn't uh I didn't I didn't like uh, make an appointment and sit down and watch many games at all this year. I was always like making dinner and it would be on my phone or something like that. But this one, there's actual preparation. Got cleaned up because I had a busy day. I put on uh, a hoodie and I, uh, I saw on the shelf a gift that I had gotten from Pooh Bear last Christmas. It is a signed Billy Sims jersey. Terrific running back. In the, in the 1980s for the Lions. He won the Heisman Trophy at Oklahoma in 1978. When I first saw that fucker run, I was hooked on the Lions. He's been my favorite player forever. So Pooh Bear bought me a Billy Sims jersey last year. He signed it, Billy Sims, HOF, or I'm sorry, uh, Heisman 1978. And I folded it up and put it on a shelf. Eventually, I'd like it to be in a frame. I'm one of those guys, I guess. I go, fuck that shit. I'm putting that thing on. I am putting that jersey on. And there I am. As the seconds tick down. I am I am guy wearing jersey. My sweet dog, O'Neal. I'm all uh, cozy in my blanket, in my old man gear. It's snowing like crazy outside. It's below zero. And here I am. Now, people are like, oh, my God, you look like you're praying or you look like you're crying. Neither. I didn't do anything. and I didn't pray. I didn't cry. I just, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. This is massive. And I think that... um. If by chance the Lions hap- happen to make um, winning playoff games a regular thing for years and years and years, and who knows whether they will, eventually this type of um, uh, newness and and joy, I think that'll fade. I think that would fade. Like picture like a New England fan. Um, you, I think you would have a, the tendency to take it for granted over time. That's just the normal thing that humans do. That type of excitement. And since no one alive has really experienced any of that, it's fucking weird. Very, very weird. My God. So just kind of like taking it all in, totally in the moment. I had no idea Pooh Bear was taking those pictures. Like, oh my God, that that's nice. Uh, Linda says, nope, as a former Bama fan, every time was awesome. <sighs> okay. Why do you got to ruin it? What? Why do you have to do this? What? It's over. Bama is over. We have moved on from Bama. No more, no more Bama talk. Uh, Rich says, years and years, not with Jordan Love as Green Bay's quarterback. That guy is legit. I said, if, 
if. God, quit annoying me. Um, Corey writes something, but it's not really in English. Talking about as a Patriots fan, we expect it. That's also just a Boston sports thing. We expect a lot from our teams. When the Cubs won the World Series, Patrick says, I was in a similar state. So, just so much to process. I actually tried not to get too wrapped up in uh, any of the... um, any of the post-game stuff. I just said, fuck it. I'm going to bed. And then I laid there. I just laid there till like 1 a.m. I had a dream. I dreamt about the Lions. Of course, there was some homosexuality in it. Somehow, I think there was nine Lion players nude. Bound to happen with your old pal Easy. The Dallas Cowboys had such a miserable day yesterday getting murdered by Green Bay. And then, of course, they carried the Lions game after as part of the national broadcast. And um, before the Lions started taking knees to win the game, the TV station in Dallas said, fuck this shit. We've had a horrible day. We got murdered, and now the Lions are going to win. We're going to cut away and do a weather report. Jared Goff's confidence when he came out in that putting it in my quarterback's hands he's ready for that moment and he got it done all the lions have to do is take at this point when it was a minute 54 i didn't i thought that i didn't know that they had um that they could just kneel on it i i thought that they'd have to do more than that Carry the ball here and they will win a playoff <laughs> dallas cut away Hello there folks we have dangerous cold out there and a little bit of light snow as well. In fact, this is a live look from Denton where there's a little bit of a fluffy coating. <laughs> Jared Goff. Um, equally shocking as the Lions' victory was the jail sexing that the Green Bay Packers did to the Dallas Cowboys. And I had a feeling... That tonight's gonna be a good night. That the uh, that the Green Bay Packers could accomplish that, um, because of as the season wore on, that quarterback, uh, what's his name, Johnny Love, Danny Love, Jackie Love, Jackie Moon, Jordan, Jordan Love, I think it's Jordan Love. That dude has been on fucking fire. Now, early in the year, the Lions went there and they just, oh, that guy looked like shit. It was so bad. And then, you know, he started to play better and then leading to the back half of the year, he's playing great. He goes to Detroit on that disaster on Thanksgiving and just thoroughly embarrasses Detroit on national TV. I was like, this fucker's for real. He's starting to annoy me now. Never, ever will he be as annoying as Aaron Rodgers. That is the most annoying quarterback that's ever played the game. And you add on, you add on to it that he's a fucking psychopath. And I, I hate that guy. 
Stafford, I love Stafford. He was only annoying with how good he is, but I mean, Jesus. Um, and uh, Jordan Love is just crazy good, and he's going to get a lot better. And uh, he goes into Dallas and just embarrasses them. I, I, I was so happy with that. Uh, at the half, they were just, I mean, they were all over Dallas. And um, there was some garbage time in that game where, uh, uh, what's his name? They uh, Dak Prescott led the team back. But at halftime, um, Jimmy Johnson, who is the uh, studio host for the uh, TV network, What? This is so ridiculously unprofessional, in my opinion. He stands up there, and uh, this is what he says into the camera, like he's in the locker room or some shit. But I'll just say this. Every single one of you, you know how hard we've worked. I don't need to have people pointing the fingers one thing or another. Why is he saying we? Okay. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. <laughs> we can win the game. We're going to open it up. We're going to go fast tempo. Deep. Open it up and go fast tempo, guys. Fitz, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. Oh, oh no. This is so bad. And he's, you know, he's not sharp anymore. Uh, You're supposed to do we'll win this game. <laughs> now Strahan, Strahan's gonna make fun of him. All right, that, that Michael fight. He's got go. Oh, <laughs> Jones is serious, or not Jones? Johnson is serious. Oh, you did what you're supposed to do. We win this game. Oh, my God. Linda, you know how uh, she goes for the jugular. She says, I wish he would have keeled over from a heart condition. Chris says he thinks he's still a coach. Patrick says, I don't know if it was more Green Bay or another Dallas choke job. Sean says the score wasn't close enough for the refs to get them a W. Herring MJ16, I don't know, says Jimmy needs to hang out with Jack Harbaugh. Oh, my God. Absolutely. So here we sit just a handful of weeks ago. Uh, Dallas got that game handed to them with that bullshit ref activity with the lions there and uh, uh checking in you know dan skipper uh, uh whatever the fuck taylor decker all that shit costing them home field advantage well now it doesn't fucking matter because dallas barfed and now the lions host another playoff game So Green Bay will end up going to San Francisco. And if you're San Francisco, fucking shit. You don't want that. You do not want that. When you have a team 
that just barely snuck in and they're playing like, hey, we're just glad to be here. Uh, I felt the same way about the Rams. At one point, the Rams had three wins and six losses. And then they went on an absolute tear. So to finish 10 and uh, 10 and seven. So I, I, I felt similarly about their, the Lions opponent. I, you do not want to play Green Bay. Uh, the Lions being that they've played them twice, maybe they've got they'll have them figured out more than another team if they have that opportunity. But all I know is, I'm getting ahead of myself. Listen to me. All I know is that next Sunday at 3 p.m., the Lions will host the winner of today's Philadelphia and Tampa game. My God. And then that means same deal. Uh, Your old pal Easy will have his Billy Sims jersey on with his blanket and his dog and just sit there. Just sit there and hope that they figure it out. Clarkinator says, I loathe the Packers. I, you know what? I hate them less now that Aaron Rodgers is not there. All right. Patrick says Lions are absolutely going to be the conference champ, are absolutely going to the conference championship. Linda, way ahead of herself, says if if uh, if Green Bay beats San Francisco and the Lions win next week, they'll be at home again for the NFC Championship. I didn't want to think about it, man. Fuck that. My God. Whew. Um. All right. It's kind of where my brain is right now. I kind of uh, sat down here to do the show and I go, all right, uh, what are we going to talk about? And then I'm like, well, we're just going to talk about the Lions winning for like two hours. But I know I can't do that, but I think I could. But it would be horrible. It would just be me saying, I can't believe they did this or I can't believe they did that. And there's a lot of uh, people that have been naysayers who are are quiet. This one guy I follow on Twitter who... Um, has been just the harshest critic of them. He's a guy who constantly talks about how he's been a longtime Lion fan and he's disavowed them. And then all during the game, he's like talking shit about the team. I was like, thank God, thank God. And right in that guy's fucking face. Uh, awfully quiet. There doesn't seem to be any word coming down the pipe. From our pal Joe Martinez. Um, at this point in time, since they won the game, I mean, Joe was like, you know, no, they're going to fuck it up, playoff. And, and now they've won. So do, do you root now? I mean, what, what position does that put you in? Are you going to be obstinate again and headstrong? Or are you going to enjoy this? I'm curious. Donut Dance says, I love it. You have become Bill Simonson. You got to do an impression, please. Well, no, if I was Billy, every other word would be about a sponsor. And I, I like to space them out more. Bill's just like, all right, welcome to the huge show across Michigan. 
We're the only station with a huge show with huge opinions. And we're on 19 great radio stations all across Michigan. We got a statewide web address. And uh, it's brought to you by uh, Budweiser and uh, uh, the Lions won. Let's take a break. Let's go get a commercial. Chris says, Joe Martinez is a Michigan fan. Obstinate and headstrong is the way. You see, in my opinion, you have to join the chat and take your punishment. And then you're like, yeah, well, hey, I was wrong. I'm glad I was wrong, though. All right, go Lions. Or you can be quiet, which is ridiculous and if they happen to lose then you come out of the woodwork and say something nasty now that's not the way i would do it i went into that game the lions and the rams totally convinced that they were going to lose and i thought they were going to lose up until when uh goff hit amon ra st brown for that first down i was convinced they were going to lose because we've been conditioned to feel that way. Rich says Michigan had two big time players declare that they're going to the NFL next season. JJ McCarthy and Blake Corum. How about that? That's exciting. I think there was another one too. I forget who it was. I don't know enough, but there is a, a, he was a, he's a defensive player. That's exciting. Can you imagine that? You're committing to the NFL. You're going to make millions upon millions of dollars. Dan says their coach is also going. Jim Harbaugh. Well, I don't know about that. Remember, who's got it better than us? Nobody. Seriously. Unless he, the only thing that could drive that guy away from Michigan would be his desire to win a Super Bowl. And I think that that's acceptable. My God. Uh, thanks to those folks enjoying this show on Facebook, X, and YouTube. The time has come to say goodbye. The rest of the show I have for you on Twitch. I'm trying to get as many people as possible to check me out on Twitch. Um, what's the difference? Well, nothing really. It's just where uh, my platform is. I'm hosted by Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and search. Uh, and then there you go. You're right there. If you're on your laptop or your desktop or download the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane live, you can watch the show in its entirety right there on the app. You can uh, listen to it live 8 a.m. Monday through Friday, Eastern time while you're driving around or going to work, just uh, put, run it through the Bluetooth option on your car can dim the screen and enjoy the show live. After the show is done, I post the audio podcast wherever you download shows. You can reach out to me anytime you want on the Shoreliners striping inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. And um, in addition, I have a Patreon where it was very, very busy over the weekend, Patreon, with Another amazing edition of Who Are These Free Beers? And uh, I titled that one, Episode 11, Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. 
Um, and we also did the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And both were incredible. We reviewed another one of Jimmy's movies. Like an impromptu version of that. Um, he has a movie that he put out called The Sculptor. And boy, it was it was just another horror masterpiece. Speaking of the episode called uh, Hair Today, uh, Gone Tomorrow, there's been some comments on the Freebrain Hot Wings show subreddit about our old boy's hair. Comments include, um, after Ben Glaze wrote, what's up with his hair? This person wrote, the midlife crisis continues. This person described it as sassy. But this one's my favorite. Described as, he used to have a butt part. I don't know what that means. Now it's a, now it's butt ass ugly. He looks like a balding emo hybrid. My God. Corey asks, is he spiking it now? No, you have to go to my Facebook page. And there's a picture of the, of three of the stars on that show. Along with the, who are these free beers logo? And you'll get a, an idea of how it is. It's it's super long, and then he f- he flips it over like Trump, and it um, I think he like put, puts like some product on it, so it uh, it has like this this wet grease look to it, and uh, I I I can't really say what it what I compared it to the lead singer of the guy who sings the song Safety Dance. Very, very strange looking. Uh, so that's episode 11 available. Uh, Hair today, gone tomorrow on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I had one guy named Michael reach out to me because uh, December was was rough for who are these free beers. Well, it was rough for everything on Patreon because um, on December 2nd, we did who are these free beers. And then we did two weeks in a row of who are these Zanes where we do the same type of assault on my old material. Hell, you can do that on my new material. And then um, we had the holidays and I had a death of a friend that I had to go to that funeral. So we were away for quite some time for the first time ever in more than five years of podcasting. I got a, I got a, a pseudo complaint uh, some guy named Michael wrote, when is the next, who are these free beers? The last episode was posted December 2nd. I signed up specifically for who are these free beers? I was like, Ugh. and this is the day after we, we posted. So we did the live show on Saturday of who are these free beers? And then, um, I finished the day boring shit that I had to do. And then Sunday I was going to post the audio after I got done snow plowing or snow shoveling. Now, definitely not plowing. So I get that, and it's like, oh, shit, this guy's kind of pissed. He feels like he's not getting what he paid for. I was like, god damn it. So I had to quickly make sure that he was uh, appeased. Posted it, sent him an email saying, hey, sorry, uh, thank you for your patience. Here's what happened. No response. It's like, dude, come on. Trying here. Anyway, um, lots of fun. 
with Who Are These Free Beers. You got to check it out. Patreon.com slash Erickson. You can sign up for seven days free. All right. Goodbye to the folks watching on Facebook, X, and YouTube. Facebook and Twitch. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Follow me on those platforms as well as on YouTube. And there you go. The open and live stream of the Eric Zane Show podcast brought to you by my Vouch Store. Vouch.store slash Eric Zane. When you go to my Vouch Store, you will see three, count them, three different brands that are selling things on my Vouch Store. I just added the link to the chat of this show. When you go to my Vouch Store, you will see the things that I'm selling. I want to park this time on the toothbrush. I love it. The toothbrush. Quite simply, it's a better toothbrush. Made by a dental hygienist. The way it's described to me is that these bristles are a certain synthetic material that similarly behaves to floss. You can't say, you don't have to floss your teeth anymore, because that's not true. But, lady who makes this damn thing, small business owner, she says your teeth will be more clean when you use the toothbrush. You're wondering what these two things are here. They, they look like sexual devices. This is a cover that goes over the bristles, and this sticks to the mirror so the toothbrush can fit in it. The toothbrush will cost you $8. With over 4,000 soft double-layer ultra-fine bristles and an 8-degree curved head, our full-size toothbrush hugs the curves of your mouth, cleans with half the effort, and penetrates between your teeth and leaves, leaving them cleaner and whiter. The hygienic cover keeps your bristles in shape and protects your brush from germs at home and while traveling. You know how like when you take a dump in the bathroom and your toothbrush is out? Yeah, you want your cover on your toothbrush. The suction cup hanger attaches to mirrors to keep it in sight and out of harm's way. Buy your toothbrush on my vouch store. Vouch.store slash Eric Zane. Uh, the tarantula farmer says, I hear having an eight degree curved head is good. As well, thank you to Irvine, 616-532-6600. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Reach out to Irvine's today. If you want your car fixed right the first time, that's where you take it. Their website, ervines.com. That's ervines.com. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup. They have, um, what do you call it, loaner cars that you can uh, use for free while your vehicle is being repaired. And uh, basically the best in the business when it comes to fixing cars, including hybrids and EVs. 
the dealers take the cars that they struggle with to Irvine's. The immortal Joe Martinez. I'm not sure what he's up to today, but he is quiet in the chat after the Lions won. It's okay to be happy that the Lions won. There are cynical Lions fans. That's what happens for years of futility. But you know what? They won. Let's get together and enjoy it, Mr. Martinez. Reach out to Joe when you need anything heating and cooling related. And I imagine he's busy today because it's like five degrees outside right now. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Keep the heat on. Maintain it. I suggest getting your furnace tuned up. You can still schedule that and get it done for free. That's right. He's teamed up with DTE Energy for furnace tune-ups for free. 616-516-8579 for Joe Martinez. A and E, heating and cooling. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay and that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Um, so this is how it went. For your old pal, EZ. Friday, it starts snowing like crazy. And I'm like, oh my God. And uh, it's coming down. And I go to the hockey game. I can barely see. I'm driving slow, 40 miles an hour on the freeway. There's cars sliding off all over the place. I don't know how people can do that. Um, not so much uh, slide off, but as I'm driving, there's people driving too fast. And you can just sense it. You can just sense that they're rolling the dice. How could anybody be in any type of rush when it's absolutely whiteout conditions? 
And, um, you know, it's just disastrous. Joe Martinez checks in. He says he's driving. Well, that's interesting. That's never stopped you before from uh, sending really long texts. But uh, I understand the roads are bad. Take it easy out there. So people are just sliding off. Now, I'm uh, I'm actually going, I'm driving in my truck. And I, uh, I love the four-wheel drive. Massively big, brand-new tires and four-wheel drive. I am sticking to the road. But there is no way in hell am I going to uh, speed. I'm doing 40 miles an hour all the way to the rink. I, I leave early. I get there on time. I'm happy with myself. Okay, great. Get the hell out of there. Same thing. White knuckling all the way home. But I seriously, there's no excuse to fly off the road. Unless if it's just sheer ice. Get home. Next day, Saturday. It's wet, disgusting, heavy snow. Easy, no snowblower. Of all the times for that damn thing to break down, it is in the shop right now. They said they had to order parts for it to fix it. So I'm screwed. It's it's a shovel and your old pal EZ. Wake up Saturday morning. Drive Pooh Bear to work at the YMCA. I don't want her driving in the bad on the bad road. She just struggles. She doesn't want to drive, so I drive her. In my big badass 20-year-old truck. It's awesome. I love driving that thing in the snow. There's something special about driving a vehicle in the snow that is totally able to make it through, no problem. Again, I don't drive like an asshole because sometimes, especially around here, uh, this part, this uh, where we live, and I'm sure this is the same everywhere, When uh, these hillbillies that live around me, they get in their four-wheel drive trucks and they think that they're invincible and that they can speed and drive like assholes. Drop Pooh Bear off, go home. Now, I've got to get the snow removed. There's a foot of wet snow in my driveway. And not only do I have to get that done, but I have to get all of my clips ready for who are these free beers. So I'm up against it, and it's only 9.30 in the morning. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Show starts at 2 p.m. Pull into my cul-de-sac. There's my neighbor, Chris. Now this, there's two people in the cul-de-sac who I, who would give you the shirt off of their back. This is, is one of them. And, uh, as I'm pulling in, I wave to him. And then I realize as I'm getting in the garage and parking that he knows my snowblower is broken down. And I know he knows because he helped me lift it into my truck two days earlier to take to the repair place. So I'm like, hmm. He's very thoughtful and friendly. He might, and as I open the car door, I hear, hey, Eric. He's walking up the drive. He goes, you want to borrow my snowblower? And uh, I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. I should have just said, oh, my God, yes. So it, I kind of hemmed and hawed about it. Like, like I'm really going to go ahead. I mean, each shovel full weighs like 90 pounds. 
and I have to do that like a million times. And my driveway is wide, so, you know, a good portion of it, I have to move it way far. This is going to be back-breaking, debilitating. I'm going to be curled up like Stephen Hawking when it's all done. And so I'm like, ah, I'm acting like he's twisting my arm. Like I got it under control, but I don't. I'm like, ah, okay, sure. So he comes up with the snowblower and he, uh, he starts plowing it. I go, no, no, no. I go, uh, Chris, seriously, I'll do it. I give him, he gives me the snowblower. I start using it. I turn around. He's shoveling now. He's shoveling. I like took the snowblower from him to, for me to use. And now he's shoveling. I go, no, no, no. Go inside. Thank you so much. This has changed my day 1 million percent. I will return it and uh, with gas and you're good to go. Oh, my God. So that saved the day. That was awesome. Got it done. Nick says, you need a plow company sponsor. Throw that snowblower in the garbage. You bite your tongue. In 16 years, this is the first problem I've had with it. And I hate uh, plow companies. I mean, they're good for some folks. But what I hate is the idea that the guy who has the plow company, he's got 20 customers. And what if I'm 18? You know, I'm not getting my, my shit plowed fast enough anyway next day saturday hockey game go to bed my driveway is clear i i wake up there's another foot of snow i'm like shit i go out there everybody's got theirs done not easy I start to shovel. Now it's fluffy and light snow. Saving grace. I get one lane of the of the uh, driveway done so a car can get out. And I got to do the other lane, which is huge. And it's going to involve moving a lot of snow to get it to where it needs to be. So it's piling up on this. Oh, God. And uh, but uh, so I'm, I'm getting through it, but it, it sucks. And it, it's hard, but I'm making it. Remember I said there's two people that would give you the shirt off their back. Well, my next door neighbor is not one of them. He's plowed. He's got a plow. And um, while I'm out there, he's got like one quarter of an inch of snow on his driveway from additional that's fallen. I've got a foot. He comes out in his slippers and starts clearing a path. And he goes, yeah, I know I'm not dressed for it, but uh, my son's coming home and I, I don't want him to uh, compact the snow and the treads. He's one of those guys. Yeah, it has to be perfectly clean. So he very quickly clears that just by, you know, scooting the shovel along in front of him. And I'm like struggling. Okay, see you later. And then he just goes inside. Now the snowblower he's got is massive. So I'm like, ah, fuck. Well, I didn't expect that anyway. But Keith, number two, the guy of uh, guys who'll give you the shirt off their back, he's walking his dog, Teddy. 
And I got my head down and I don't even know it was there. And I hear Eric. I go, hey. He goes, do you want to give yourself a heart attack? I go, no, no, I'm, I'm going slow. It's, it's, it's not bad. No, it is. It's terrible. He goes, okay, do you want some help? Again, I'm like, well, you know, it's good exercise. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could use some help. If you're going to, and I said, if you're going to give it, I'll take it. Runner girl Amy says, are you talking about the hallelujahs that won't give you the shirt off their back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a little clicky, if you know what I mean. Keith, though, goes walking all the way back up the street, puts his dog in, comes down the street with a snowblower, and he's like, you relax. I got this. And then, so the hallelujahs are, you know, just refer to them as the hallelujahs. They have a, they have a name. And he goes, it's okay, because I'll just blast it onto the hallelujahs driveway. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. He didn't, but he could have. I don't know why he would want to do that. They've, they've been nothing but kind to me, except for that day. Um, so, dude came in there and made short work of that, and boy, was I appreciative. Holy cow, was that awesome. Uh, I wake up today, another half foot. This one I got. This one I can do. And then hoping and praying that my stupid snowblower gets repaired. You know, it's bad when you call and they go, oh, yeah. We had to order. We had to order parts. We had to order parts for it. Linda, very sweet. She says, off topic, but I just ordered my toothbrush. Oh, yeah. You got to do that. Thank you so much. Donut Dan suggests I get a hose and cover their driveway with water and make it an ice rink and make sure to carve out a cross in the middle. I don't know if that's going to that's gonna fly. I actually like these people. Did they help me? No. Would I help them? Of course. Maybe, maybe not so much now. Um, all right. Today is the day for the Iowa caucus. Now, every time they have the Iowa caucus, I have learned I learn and then forget what a caucus is. There are people that exist, some of you here, and it would be ter- perfectly acceptable if uh, you said, "Boy, I, I can't wait to see who wins the Iowa caucus." And someone were to say, "What what what's a caucus?" And people would go, "You know, I don't know." And I think I understand, but I'm not 100% positive. Let me give you the Eric Zane Show podcast, uh, Zanepedia version of what happens in the Iowa caucus. So this is the start of the election cycle today, right now, I think. It's either today or tomorrow. I think it's today. Yes, it is today. It's right now. Um, 
The Democrats do it differently than the Republicans. This is only today a Republican thing. There's a lot of nuance to this, and I hope I don't get into all of it because it's annoying. But you've got uh, 1,657 places in Iowa where meetings will be held. Now, in Iowa, all you have is uh, really stupid, really white people. And they get together despite terrible weather. And that's what Trump was saying. He's like, I want you to get out there and uh, go even though the weather is bad. And he's trying to get everybody to go and uh, be part of the Iowa caucus. They're all Republicans. They get together and they have a meeting. Um, so in 1,657 sites, they have basically a Republican meeting. They probably um, say the Pledge of Allegiance, sing the national anthem, play Lee Greenwood, proud to be an American. Uh, they're all wearing Carhartt and overalls and uh, gigantic boots. And um, they, you know, drive pickup trucks. And um, they have stickers that say, you can get it when you pry it from my cold, dead fingers. And all sorts of shit like that. Instead of like on the back of the vehicle where it's mom stick figure, dad stick figure, and then kids stick figures. It's, you know, AR-15 and shotgun stick figure and then handgun stick figures are the kids. That's, that's what Iowa is. Basically, the Republican Party landscape is the table is set in Iowa. So it's easy to understand why someone like Trump would be so head far and away the favorite to win this damn thing. Now, it wasn't like that in 2016. Ted Cruz somehow managed to win that fucking thing. A lot of people forget about that. He was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to be the president. Not so. We all know what happened. Trump this year has a massive lead over the next nearest competitor, somebody. It doesn't matter. This is over. He will win big, and he's probably going to win them all, and he's probably going to become the president again. I want you all to prepare yourselves for that. Get your mind around the fact that Trump is going to win. It'll be that much easier for you to process that when he actually does win. Now, with a little luck, the Democrats will cheat if they do and steal the election. I don't think they stole it the first time, but I think that they should this time. Fingers crossed that election fraud takes place because that's the only way that Trump's going to lose. This motherfucker somehow has managed to get more people to like him. Say what you will about that cock. He has a way with basically proving everybody wrong. My God. All right, so getting back to how the caucuses work. I am just reading some of this directly. But I need to because I don't think I get it either. 
in all of those 1,657 meetings at those 1,657 meeting sites, they have party business that they attend to. Representatives of each campaign makes a short pitch for their candidate and then attendees cast secret ballots. So let's say you got 50 hillbillies in the middle of Iowa. You know, there'll be people there. If there are people there making pitches for Nikki Haley, they will there or Trump. Um, I imagine you'd be a lot of them would be saying this. Now, these are all stupid people who aren't really saying anything intelligent. I wish we could get a camera in every one of those caucus meetings to hear what some of these dipshits have to say about why they like Trump. That, to me, would be entertaining. I would love to see that. Uh, The GOP caucuses are far less complicated than what Democrats do when they are in Iowa. Democrats actually split up and vote by physically gathering. So, like, in these meeting sites for the Democrats, like, there'll be a group of people like let's say 10 of them for one candidate and 12 for another and fifth there it's all like a little uh exhibition if the group of 10 has a candidate that is below 15% then they take that person out and then all that group has to go to one of the other groups it sounds stupid it's like a stupid ritual Like something you'd see in Lord of the Flies. How dumb is that? You have to physically walk. Oh, hey, I'm now I'm with your group. The Republicans don't do that. But the campaign still need to have strong ground operations to get out the vote. So one of the things that concerns Republicans is whether or not these hilljacks can get to one of these 1,657 caucus sites. The weather is bad. So the candidates are like, you got to get out. You have to be there. The only shot we have is if you actually show up to the goddamn thing. Trump is actually concerned about that because all the reports are that he's going to kick ass. And so what he's worried about is that if every one of these cocksuckers, hillbillies, think the same thing, well, he's going to win anyway, and the weather sucks, so I'm not going to go. That could fuck him up. So he is uh, telling them, look, no matter what, you need to go out. He had some speech when he was talking about, uh, we need, I need to vanquish the enemies. That's how he's looking at this. He's looking at this as like revenge for all the shit that he's going through now from when he tried to steal the goddamn election. So literally Trump is dependent on the entire state of Iowa. More than likely, they will come out. Question is asked, why do they use caucuses instead of primaries? Uh, This article from NPR talks about how primaries are far more straightforward. They're also seen as more accessible because they don't take up as much time. If you're someone with an hourly job, for example, it's much more difficult to caucus. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Just show up, you fucking vote. Why do I have to sit this stupid meeting to vote for Trump? Um, 
So why not? So why use caucuses at all? Well, these nominating contests are at their how at their heart party affairs. It wasn't even always the case that there was direct voting for nominees. There's still some of that left over, but proponents of caucuses over primaries will say that voters are more engaged. So for these hilljacks, it's a point of pride. All right. This is all you have in Iowa. You've got corn, uh, Iowa football, and the Iowa caucus. Seriously, there's nothing more to do in Iowa. So this is their Super Bowl. They feel like they're part of the process, even though they shouldn't be. Why is Iowa first? The article says traditions can be very hard to change. Iowa is first only on the Republic. Iowa is first only on the Republican side now because of Democrats results reporting mishap in 2020. I don't know anything about that. It's at this point that I'm losing interest in this information. Grassroots Republicans haven't had the same questions about the state. Iowa as a whole is 90% white. About 85% of the Republican Party is white. Compared with about 60% or so in the Democratic Party. So they love it there. They love, they love the whites in Iowa. And it's going on today. In the middle of an Arctic blast. Joe Martinez says they make good tight ends. Sam Laporta. Chris says, what about that stupid field of dreams game once a year? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ben Glaze is in the house. He says the Democrats need someone new. Biden cannot beat Trump. I agree with that. Again, wrap your mind around the fact that Trump is going to win. He doesn't even have to try. He hasn't even bothered to be part of those goddamn debates. He hasn't had to lift one finger nor spend any money to win Iowa. That is impressive. Uh, Love it or hate it, it's happening. That is today. I want to take a little time to mention my friends over at Tag Accounting. The tax hobbit, the almighty Troy Ginzer. He has been my accountant for years and years and years. You can get more information at tagcpa.net. Troy can do your personal taxes no matter where you are in the United States. It's as simple as reaching out. 616-301-9516. The way this works is he has to establish a baseline for you. So you will send him all your tax information that you um, uh, did last year via his online portal. You're just going to scan and and enter it into the portal, kind of like college football. And then uh, he gets it all. He goes, okay, great. And then he says to you, hey, your tax appointment, I'm going to do your taxes on March 4th. Be near your phone. You know, you live in whatever, wherever, Kansas. 
You've given them all your information, all your W-2s, everything you have concerning your taxes and your family's taxes and whatnot. And then on the day, you're by your phone at the allotted time. Hey, I'm doing your taxes. Be by your phone. Might call you with a question. While he's getting that done, you're sitting there enjoying the day. Half an hour later, this is how much money you're getting back. And you're like, holy shit. Tag accounting and tax services. Priced right for you and get your taxes done better than ever before. Call 616-301-9516. You can also email the Tax Hobbit. Email address Troy at tagcpa.net. Thank you so much. You can also, if you have a small business, uh, get your, um, well, small or large business, be the uh, folks that are in charge of your payroll. He set up the EZ show business. I'm not even kidding you. Um, year one, I was just a, um, I was just self-employed. And he goes, ah, you're paying too much tax. You need to be an S-corp. I go, what's that? He goes, don't even worry about it. I'll take care of it. I go, oh, okay. So what that means is at, through the S-corp, uh, this business has one employee and it, I get payroll like every two weeks. I get this pay stub that shows how much I've earned and like how much I take out in taxes. And there's a lot more tax benefits to doing business this way. And I wouldn't have known any of this had it not been for Troy's tax services. Uh, I tipped off Mike Ball from MB Distributing to um, for I have to have Troy take care of all of his uh, payroll business stuff through his own company. And he can do that for you too. If you're kind of like in the dark and you want me to break the ice with the tax hobbit, I can do that. Just reach out Eric at ericzancho.com and I will point you in the right direction. Of course, you know, I'm very accessible. Uh, mortgage time. It's time to start thinking about one as interest rates are falling with the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage. Another amazing business that um, anyone in the audience can take advantage of. You, so you get the toothbrush if you live in Kansas. You take care of your taxes with tag accounting if you live in Texas. And if you live in Florida, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team. My point, my audience members or my uh, sponsors are everywhere. 231-332-6505 for your mortgage. That's 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. How about the Grand Rapids Gold? We got a game today. Oh, my God. That's right. It is a holiday today. The Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Okay. And uh, the Grand Rapids Gold play a uh, matinee game on that day. That is uh, a 1 p.m. start. I'll be out there for that. You might not be able to make that one, but I definitely do want you to check out a Grand Rapids Gold game soon. Thursdays and Fridays, they feature $2 beers, $2 dogs, Friday's college night. And uh, tickets very, very affordably priced. You can get tickets for as low as 12 bucks, And there is no bad seat at Van Andel Arena. We had a great time there last night as the Gold were winners. And um, they go at it again today at 1 p.m. GrandRapidsGold.com for tickets. Go see a gold game. 
and hang out with me, your old pal Eric Zane. Okay, don't move. I got to go tinkle. I will be right back.
back. I just uh, communicated with Rick from TC Paintball. The um, Paintball War number 23 is going to be rescheduled. Uh, Originally, it was scheduled for this coming Sunday at 5 p.m. But he had said to me, look, dude, if it comes down to the Lions happen to be playing on Sunday, uh, we're not going to do that. Because this is a once in a 50 year thing. We just can't. So I said, all right. So it's looking like the rescheduled day. If it's okay with the Mexicans, uh, will be the 18th of February. We even plotted it out because every other week the Mexicans can't be there. So we're like, okay, it's January 21. So next week is out. And then, and then we kind of like plotted it out. And then Rick had a couple things going on that on those Sundays leading up to the 18th. And then he's like, all right, ask the mess, ask, ask, ask the Mexicans if the 18th will work. Um, I debated getting Ben Glaze on here. But then I realized I've got him. That's right. That's right. Ben Glaze on the uh, X's and Bros show quite often is uh, dealt in. Oh, yeah. To the show. That's right. When Anthony Bellino will ask him a question. That's right. Ben loves that, right, Ben? Oh, yeah. So I realize that I can use Ben. This is this is how it sounds on uh, the Ben Glaze X's and Bros show. This is how how Ben is communicated with. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key, and I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Gentlemen, good morning to both of you. Happy Friday! We've made it again. That's right. A couple short weeks back to back. Well, that feels good, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Okay. Now that's it. It's like an eight-hour show, and that's all the communication Ben has. A little extra day off. My <laughs> goodness. I like that for me. It's an extra couple days off. Very strange, but very good to be back and very good to be back into the... So then that's it. He never, like, wraps it up or actually asks him anything. Yeah. Into the swing of things, a little routine, never heard it. So I went ahead, and this is if we just inserted Ben's oh, yes, and that's that right. That's right. He could actually... Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at 8C Bellino. Gentlemen, good morning to both of you. Happy Friday. We've made it again. That's right. A couple short weeks back to back. Well, that feels good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. A little extra day off. That's right. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, yeah. I like that for me. It's an extra couple days off. That's right. Very strange. Oh, yeah. But very good to be back and very good to be back into the uh, That's right. Into the swing of things. A little routine. Never hurt anybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it is a, uh, it's early. That's right. It is early after last night's oh, yeah. Michigan debacle that I worked a doubleheader of Michigan hoops. That's right. So we basically could have Ben on this show if that's the formula. So Ben, I heard that you're really into molesting kids. That's right. You've been doing this for uh since since you were uh a young man yourself. Oh yeah. 
and you feel that there's no way that the police will ever find out about your molesting ways. That's right. And you're going to be looking for a little child to abduct today. Oh, yeah. And there's no one that can stop you in your madness. That's right. Perfect. Every time I sidle up with somebody, it turns out they're into kids. That's right. And that's included you, Ben, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. So did you uh, did you watch a Lions game? Oh, yeah. Were you thinking about kids during the game? Oh, yeah. I could do this all day. Oh, yeah. And Ben would love it. That's right. Uh, Hurricane Ashley says, I'm so glad Ben Glaze is finally on the Big Fraud Zane show. Hey, Ben. Oh, yeah. Hurricane Ashley loves you. Oh, yeah. But I don't think she's going to want to touch your ding dong. That's right. Because she's not into guys who touch kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Herring says, I heard Ben was going to start a podcast with St. Gaslight. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, so glad you're here, Ben. Ben is like, he really is coming to his own, especially with um, our time on Who Are These Free Beers? He was just drop dead hilarious discussing the key questions that are being asked on the Free Beer and Hot Wing show, like how often do you make your bed? How often do you brush your teeth? And uh, what was the other one? Uh, hot wings. How often do you make your bed? How often do you brush your teeth? And there was one more that uh, they were, they, they had a big breakdown. Oh, how often do you take a shower? Hey, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Iowa caucus lions win. We'll get to that later on. Let's get into the, who makes their bed the most. God damn. Florida man says, is he still with Miss America? Yeah, they're getting married, actually, in July. How about that? Very cool. Uh, All right. Just saw a story. Thank you to Brian Post for sending along this story. It's uh, pretty interesting to me. It's it's a, a race that I used to do. A half marathon. Half marathon slash marathon and i think our very own amy ran the disney marathon i'm pretty sure she did but she may have heard that there was a young lady named stephanie uh muscat who also from grand rapids and while amy was uh still pounding the pavement Stephanie Muscat started running the damn thing, had never run a marathon in her life, though no doubt skilled. And then she kicked so much ass, she ended up winning the damn thing. Look at her. She can't believe it. She's so damn happy. Look at that smile crossing the finish line. No idea that she had the ability to do that. She, in fact, she was concerned about running the marathon because it's just too long. So somebody had to twist her arm into running the damn thing. This, this makes me sick. 
has to twist her arm to go all the way to Disney to run the 26.2. And then she just destroys it and kicks everybody's ass and crosses the finish line with a giant smile on her face. Ugh. Heel striker. You can see it right there. Wow. Oh, my God. She's way too... She's, like, upright perfect. I was always hunched over, looked like shit. Jesus. Just crushes the marathon. Patrick asks, how does that happen? Exactly. She uh, won the race, which was all the more surprising considering the fact that she'd never raced a marathon before. She had to have gone on some long runs or something like that. We always talked about never doing a marathon. We thought it sounded terrible, not in our wheelhouse at all. Uh, She actually grew up swimming all her life and uh, fell in love with running over the past few years. She was a Grand Valley State University swimmer after moving to Michigan from England as a teenager. After graduating, she decided to pick up running to stay in shape. She started with a 5K and remembers how difficult crossing the finish line was. I thought I was going to throw up. It was the hardest three miles of my entire life. Uh, She ran the Riverbank Run, which is 15 and a half miles. By the way, that's Russ Hines' race. Skip it and run the GR Marathon. Right after the race, she called her sister again. This time with a new attitude toward marathons. I was like, what do you think about doing a marathon? She was like, absolutely not. I was able to convince her to do it within 20 seconds. And she was like, all right, fine. As long as it's a fun one. So they go to Disney. Sure enough, gun goes off. Boom. And she crushes it. I'm I'm not 100% sure on her time. It says two hours and 48 minutes, but it may have been faster. They do it weird there. My God. Just up and go run 26.2. No problem. Uh, Completely unrelated. Getting back to some degree of... um, I I don't want to say election talk or political talk because typically, as soon as you say that, it's a huge tune-out. But this is more of like, I love this talk because it involves the downfall of that piece of shit, Mike Lindell, uh, the guy who uh, invented the MyPillow thing. And what's too bad about this guy coming unglued and losing his mind with all the election shit um, is the fact that his story was quite fantastic. Lindell was like down and out. I think he was addicted to uh, drugs. And um, his life was pretty much over. And somehow the fucker got it together and started that damn company making the stupid pillows. And then everybody fell in love with the story and his ads because his ads are him saying, uh, you know, basically talking him up. And he did a very good job. My pillow was very, very respected. And then he started to fucking flip out and do all the election denying stuff. And every, he just became a fucking punchline. And then all the companies decided to stop doing business with him. 
So the places where you could get the fucking pillow, they're like, fuck you. Your pillow sucks dick. And uh, everybody hated the guy, so he, he couldn't uh, he couldn't do it. And then he got sued by Dominion Voting Systems. Remember during the last election when uh, Trump started all that bullshit and all these idiots that live like where I live were saying, I oh, yeah, stole the election. Yeah, just go get the Dominion Voting Systems. Well, there was nothing wrong with those voting systems. And they sued and they've won every time. And so everybody owes them hundreds of millions of dollars. Fox News, I think, lost $700 million in a decision by a judge to award them that for uh, defamation. Lindell is in that boat, too, like him himself and his company. Uh, He's destitute now. And uh, he has been running his ads on Fox News, as you would imagine. And now even Fox News has turned on him. They said, fuck you. We are no longer going to air your MyPillow ads. Now, you're like, how does that line up? Because they think, like Mike Lindell, that you would think that they would uh, be okay with his ads being on the stupid network. Uh, Well, yes, you would think that if uh, he didn't have a a bill of seven and a half million dollars outstanding. That's right. Mike Lindell had his ads canceled simply because he hasn't paid his bills. Lindell is using this to say, no, they're just trying to silence me. I'm just being canceled. It's like, no, you asshole, you owe them money. He went public by tweeting that Fox, which had been one of MyPillow's biggest advertising outlets, had canceled him. He said in his tweet that he didn't know why, but that he suspected that the network was trying to silence him. Yeah, dude, nobody's listening to you. You can't be silenced if no one gives a shit anymore. My God. Uh, Losing Fox was just the latest in a series of financial and legal setbacks. For my pillow, this is what happens. This is how stupid, how how, how foolish this is. Um, Lindell has completely undercut his business and destroyed it. A good business, a thriving business, with workers everywhere. Everybody was making money, and you fucked it all up because you're too stupid. That's like Kid Rock. He's uh, he had guys like me that loved him, and half his audience now is like, fuck you, or they're no longer his audience. Fuck, you can say that about me, I guess. Um, Lindell, who continues to propagate that, uh, propagate former President Donald Trump's lies that the 2020 election was stolen from him, in part by rigged voting machine systems. Several big box retailers, including Walmart, discontinued his products, and lawyers who were defending him against defamation suits by... um, defamation lawsuits by voting machine companies quit as soon as their account is paid we would be happy to accept their advertising said fox uh in an interview lindell acknowledged that my pillow owes fox almost eight million dollars but he insisted that that amount is within his credit line with the network 
He said my pillow has long spent an average of a million dollars a week to run its ads on Fox. Can you imagine that? You're spending a million dollars a week on ads alone. He must have been making money hand over fist. And somehow he managed to fuck it up. God, man, I feel bad when I spend like a hundred bucks a month on a blip billboard. He's spending a million dollars a week. Uh, He said the network had long allowed him 12 weeks of credit until it recently cut it to eight weeks. Well, there you go. Pay your bill, asshole. But no, he's too busy saying it's a goddamn conspiracy. Uh, Fox last April agreed to pay Dominion Voting Systems almost $800 million in a settlement. Um, if they had gone to trial, it would have exposed how the network promoted lies about the 2020 election on shows like Lou Dobbs and other hosts. They ended up canceling the Dobbs show. Lindell acknowledged in an interview in October that he owed two law firms that were defending him against lawsuits by Dominion and Smartmatic millions of dollars that he couldn't pay, which is why they quit. He said, my pillow is decimated. That was not long ago. But Lindell, he said that yeah, on Friday, he said, oh, no, we're doing great. He said it's still running ads on another conservative network, Newsmax, and on his own platforms. But he conceded that losing Fox will hurt the business and said he would run his ads there again if Fox would take them. Okay, now the question needs to be asked. Easy. If you were approached about putting my pillow on your show, would you do it? No, I could not do that. Legit. No. There I mean you hey, I'll shoot you straight every time. But um for where we are now in the world and my opinions on things, uh it just it just couldn't happen. I know some of you are going to be like, bullshit, easy. But no, I I couldn't do it. The only way I would do it is if Bob says he's mental, but the pillows aren't bad, is if they agreed to let me say, this guy is a fucking idiot, all right? But somehow these pillows are very good. But I doubt that that would happen. Uh, reached out to my pal Bill Silence, uh, Bill Simonson to see if he wanted to chat about the Lions. I seriously doubt he's going to pick up. He tried to call me at midnight last night. I suspect he's still in bed. He may have had a drink or two. What's up, Zane? Can you believe it? Are we live on air? Yeah, I should have said that. Uh, you just violated C-5-69-269. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't wait. I had to get you on this show. Well, first off, I saw the photo you posted on Eric Zane where you got your Lions gear on, but no man 
unless he has a physical impairment, sits in a recliner with a blanket over his legs watching football. <laughs> wait, wait, what's wrong with it's cold out? It's 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 a nice. Yeah, but I mean that had. Uh, I'm surprised your jersey on the back didn't say Wussyville. Are you saying it's like I I got to be a man with no blanket? <laughs> You got to have like the jersey that's a medium that doesn't fit that's showing your belly button. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, you're you were stressing out. You were texting me, and I'm I, I'm sitting there. This was like a psychological experiment on how to exercise demons of the past. And I'm going, you know, they're going to blow it. They've just let Stafford hang around. Stafford's going to get the ball back a final time and just dagger them. And you know what? Uh, the Lions threw. Uh, if that pass is incomplete, Stafford will have a minute and a half, almost two minutes right. to go beat them. And it just really, what, you know, it really just, exemplified what this team has been all about and the roar in there when it was over the you know the guys crying in the stands on oh, I know national it. TV yeah, that was I mean, incredible well, it was incredible uh, that's all I can say and now you know the the reality on a Monday morning for all of us Zane is that the Lions are two wins away from the Super Bowl you know um I kind of hate to just to say it that way i because i'm all i want to do is have them find out who's who they're playing sunday and then play sunday i don't even like to think too i don't want to think two steps ahead because it just messes with me well you know they're going to get the eagles or tampa bay um you know uh beat tampa bay earlier this year in tampa you know baker mayfield has played well i'd rather play Tampa, even though I think their defense is much better, or would you rather play Philadelphia and have Matt Patricia? Here's another story. Oh, line. I forgot about that. Yeah. So we have we have Stafford coming back yesterday, and you could have Patricia as the interim defensive coordinator. By the way, since he's taken over the Eagles on defense, the Eagles have been even worse than they were before right, Patricia. Right. So you could this is all like fate, karma but Jalen Hurts worries me because scrambling quarterbacks, Mayfield won't be the scrambling quarterback that Hurts is. And, you know, I, but Stafford got rid of the ball. He he played great. Golf played great. It was like a Ollie Frazier yeah, fight. You really? know, it just, you know, and Stafford was as cool as he can be. I know he was bothered when Golf comes out the first time in the crowd uh, just as chanting. This is before TV coverage. Chanting Jerry Goff, you know, and <laughs> I mean, you yeah, know, that would be, you know, you gave a, you gave a city what eleven, you know, twelve years, whatever the number was, and the their that that's sports though. They turn yeah, on. Yeah, we hated, yeah. We hated, we he hated was, Rasheed uh, Wallace. He became a pistol. We loved him. Right? He was. Uh, I couldn't. He was so goddamn good, Stafford, in that game. And oh. all I wanted them to do was just it seemed like they were always just half a step off from actually getting to him and he he just stood in there and he got hurt i mean the one when his head hit the ground i thought his brain fell out of his ass 
<laughs> that would have been great if Collins Earth would have said that. Hi, everybody. Mike Tirico, Chris Collins. Or Chris, let's go back to the NBC C replay. You can see the brain comes right out of the ass of Stanford. <laughs> His <laughs> well, eyes. You know, Doug Skeen, who, who you know, is five-time Michigan football champion. Well, I'm on a text chain with him and Ballas from the Wolverine.com and he said he got knocked out. You can see his eyes roll. Yeah, back. he was out for a little bit, and then he he made it back, and he was fine. Oh my God! I think we, I think that was actual CTE. Well, he didn't want Stafford to come out of the blue ten, and then lead him to. I, I just kept waiting for it because the Lions' defense, really the the, the I know golf Stafford that line, and they're two wins away from the Super Bowl, but. The Lions' red zone defense to hold them to those three field right. goals. That was good, but I will say, and they talked about it. They talked about when the field gets shorter, it it, it uh, reduces the amount of uh, mistake area for that secondary. So they they somehow managed to, uh, with linebacker play, keep that all bottled up. But I have to say, Cam Sutton, I, I can't – I mean, for weeks now, he has been just atrocious in the defensive backfield. If he's not holding on to someone's jersey, he can't tackle, he's slow. Oh, my God, he doesn't react in time. He's terrible. Oh, he, you know, and CJ wasn't good yesterday either. Um, and they, they've been holding on. You know, they're good when they really blitz. And they were coming. If, if you watch Stafford – he must have completed six passes where the Lions blitz was a step away, but that Stafford at his best that we watched in Detroit, that he gets rid of the football so quick. He sidearmed three or four uh, of them. And I'm, I'm going, this dude is going to kill us. What's going on? And <laughs> I mean, come on, Stafford, you can't, you know, it goes back to, you know, your listeners remember golf versus Stafford with you, with, you know, my yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> And that's why I felt when it ended that Jared Goff, and there, that's why there was two game balls from Campbell in the Lions locker room last night. One to Brad Holmes for what he's built, and one to Goff, and with Campbell himself. Those three guys, to me, are, you know, if there's the three-headed Mount Rushmore of Detroit on the return of the Lions, at least to the Sanders glory days, that's it, man. Yeah. And now it's house money. They got past Stafford. It really is. If they, like you said, I, I agree. Looking ahead, anything they do at Stafford, what I preached all week on the huge show was their season can't end on the arm of Matt Stafford. I thought it was gonna, Bill. I really thought they were gonna lose. I really thought oh. that. And then when they, even when they got off to the hot start, you just, I just. You know, they were the Rams were kind of matching them, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I'll... And then Staff uh, Goff that one play when he threw the hot potato ball to Brock Wright like an asshole. I was like, "What the fuck has just happened? The wheels just fell off." Stafford looked locked in the whole game. He did, yeah, and 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 he missed. They missed those red zone throws, but give the Lions, you know, again, bend but not break. Give them some love for um, their coverage and, you know, Aaron Glenn and his defensive play calls there. And they just regret, you know, what's out yep. on the side of the building. What has been their theme? It was the grit to find a way to hold on because I'm watching this going, 
you know, I said it last week. I don't think a shootout with Stafford and with Nakua, which how oh, good is that receiver? Jesus Christ. You can't even <laughs> tackle that fuck. Oh, my God. He's so you know, strong. Zane, Zane, I will say, if I was Mike Tirico, and you're Zane with that commentary last, what you just said, go, I, Mike Tirico, the cool, the catch, he breaks a tackle, another tackle, it's a gain of 17 on third and 16. And yeah. Like, Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I can't believe how strong he is. I mean, so he was like flinging guys off like they were kids. Oh my God! <laughs> I just I wish Collinsworth could go. What the fuck are oh, they doing? Was unbelievable. I've never I've never seen a receiver so strong like that. He reminded me of uh, uh, that guy for the Seahawks, that Metcalf guy, who's a big. Well, yeah, and he just ironically he just broke his rookie record. I think. Oh, did he? Um, yeah. Oh. You know what? What he is? He's not as fast as DK, but he's. He's this, and I thought Branch did it as good as he could on their bunch routes and the way he'd run across the field, Nakua. But he's just, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's got great hands, and they can throw it high because of his height. No one can, I don't remember this dude at BYU. I'm talking no. to my buddies going, I don't remember this guy making a big catch at BYU ever. No. That tells you, okay, let's be honest, and I'm going to say this about Stafford. And he showed it last night, and it's really the moving on from Stafford, the end of it uh, last night, that Matt Stafford makes receivers look pretty good around. He does. And it's Cooper Cup. Because when you see Cooper Cup on the sidelines, I'm like, is he on one of those Amish retreats for a year where he doesn't have to come around the family? Yeah, he looks ridiculous. <laughs> he does. He makes, you know, I, I get Calvin Johnson was a, was a freak, but – you know, with Nakua, with, with Cup, and Stafford with the sidearm, uh, the way he was locked in, he comes out, you know, from knocked out to the tent to, yeah. like, holding his arm. We're like, oh, he broke his collarbone. He's done. And then I didn't want the Lions to win that way, so it would have been the excuse that Stafford wasn't there. Yeah. It, you know, so there was a lot, so much emotion during that game. It, it was... You know, I was there when they beat the Cowboys with Barry, but I never trusted the quarterback or I never trusted Blaine Fonz. Oh, no, uh, far no, away, no. Far and away last night was the greatest moment in my life as a Lions fan. It was. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, now the stage is set, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm an anxious mess. I seriously, I, I um, like how the Packers, they uh, jail-sexed Dallas. <laughs> Um, I, I want, I want that to happen. One of those blowouts. I just, just so I can relax. How about this? If the Packers take care of business against the Niners this weekend, Lions, whether we'll find out tonight because the Steelers, they got delayed by the blizzard in Buffalo Steelers and bills play at four 30. Then it's bucks, um, Philly for the Monday night wild card finale weekend finale. That if the Packers go take care of business at San Francisco and the Lions can beat either Matt Patricia and the Eagles or Mayfield and the Bucks, they'll host the NFC Championship <laughs> game <laughs> in Detroit. Holy shit, dude. Can you believe that? No. I, I, again, that's I always I always am trying to be careful and my my superstition is don't get too far ahead. I got to put on my little lion's jersey and my blanket and my puppy dog and just sit there. That's all I'm going to do. 
Jesus, you're the, how many animals you got covering you? I'm surprised there's not like uh, Kent County Sheriff Recovery and Rescue <laughs> trying to get them. We got a hoarding situation. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know what? The Lions fans deserve it. All of us do. And we've been through so much with this team. You know, if, if you're a Michigan fan and you take the last week, less than uh, last week, six and a half days, what it's been like, uh, you know, yeah. going through Harbaugh, going through two and five during the pandemic to the national championship, even though every single Michigan player, how many guys they got left on the roster? Three is that everybody's uh, leaving for the NFL. And I think that's just a precursor Harbaugh, with the right deal, but I, I think Jim Harbaugh will end up being head coach of the Raiders. That's my prediction. And J.J. McCarthy will be drafted by him, and they'll work together with Brady, and that will be yeah. the future. A lot of a lot of very interesting storylines. That's that's why we pay attention. Well, Zane, I'm glad you called me, and, I, and I'm happy for you. I know your passion for the Lions has been there all your life. And, uh, hey. This is just a, oh, this the is pleasure's a great all mine. Pleasure's all mine. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it on the huge show all week long, you know, talking Lions. Uh, you know, you and know. It, that's always great. That's always a great thing to do is listen to you discuss the Lions. And did you, do you realize, has, has uh, Brett brought up to you that we, we you and I are going to be doing, working together in February? Yeah, because he's going on vacation. Yeah, We're gonna, it's going to be a week of you and I again. I don't mind that. I really don't. Well, I, <laughs> I, I mind it. I don't mind it. Point. But no, it will be good. I was the one that said, you know, call Zane, see if he can do it. Now, you've been busy. You went through some, you know, you're, you had your podcast you're doing with, who is it? You know, Sparky and John, whatever the Spark, podcast. Yeah, that's right. Sparky and John. <laughs> well, aren't you doing some other podcasts in the afternoon? Uh, one a week with another guy uh, covering, um, we call it, who are these broadcasters? And then I do stuff with Ben Glaze too. Yeah, right. I know before, I think the last time I asked you to fill in, you were doing the podcast. I think actually last two times I asked you to fill in, you were yes. doing the podcast on the day you were doing your podcast. But so I look forward to having you in February. You're doing a great job. Your Eric Zane show audience is so happy today with the lines. I don't think anybody's upset. I don't. No, no. Everybody's in good spirits. As always, I thank you. All right, man. Tell the wife I said hello. You got yeah. it, buddy. Have a good one. There you go. See, man, go yes, sir. That's uh, Billy. You know what's interesting is his son, Ace, is like a top uh, offensive lineman in, like, America. Like, Bill's kid is a really good offensive lineman. I think that kid's, like, big as a house, strong as an ox. I think he comes in at, like, 260. He can run incredibly fast for a big boy. Holy shit. Rebecca writes, because there's a football game today between the Steelers and the Bills in Buffalo. They had to postpone it because of the snow. Rebecca says, there's a player by the name of Calvin Austin for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that is my husband's cousin. Wow. Interesting. That is very cool. Uh, all right. Glad Bill was able to join us. Uh, we are moving the paintball war. It is official. I mentioned that. You can book an event at TC Paintball. 
We are talking about my longest running sponsor. Okay. First of all, all five years of this podcast. Uh, prior to that, when I was doing YouTube shows for a month in between radio jobs, Rick was there. When I got into the radio, he's like, eh, no, I'm just going to sit tight. It wasn't until I got back into podcasting that he was like, all right, let's, let's team up. I'm so thankful for him and all the sponsors. TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Book an event for you and your crew. Okay? Great uh, employee team building. Maybe it's uh, with the classroom. Maybe it's the kids in the neighborhood. Maybe it's the dad squad or the mom squad. Maybe it's a bachelor party. You name it. They can host at TC Paintball. You will love you uh, the fun that you will have. tcpaintballgr.com. Haircuts, King's Room Barbershop, baby. Three locations in West Michigan, Northland Drive, Caledonia, and at 821 36th Street, Southwest, next to the costume room, King's Room Barbershop. Online at kingsroom.net. Haircuts going to set you back 19 bucks. Dudes get their haircut at King's Room or ladies who like short hair. That's how it works at King's Room Barbershop. If you go to their website, kingsroom.net, you get specifics uh, specifics on their locations, uh, not to mention schedules of whoever your stylist is that you fall in love with. Now, if you go in for the first time, you're just it doesn't matter where you go, okay? Because they're all fantastic, and then you're going to be like, oh, I've made friends with Gracie. Gracie's awesome. Okay, I need my hair cut again. Gracie is working this day at this location. I'm off. There I go. King's Room Barbershop online at kingsroom.net. Thank you to Andy and Colleen, the owners. Please mention that you heard it from EZ. Talking about Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Frank is an absolute savior. The thing about Frank is what he provides almost seems like a scam. True story. An audience member of this show, I don't know the name because he didn't share it with me, tipped off his mother who was without insurance and said, Easy's always talking about this guy. And apparently it's easier than we think to get insured through the marketplace. So mom gets a hold of Frank. Frank says, okay, uh, I can, we can get you in this policy, this policy, or this policy It's going to cost you these dollar amounts. And she's like, well, how much do I owe you? And he says, well, nothing. I get paid by insurance companies. I'm a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. She goes, okay, let me get back to you. Mom makes the mistake of telling her sister about it. Sister puts in her brain that it's a complete scam and it doesn't work that way. Mom calls Frank back and says, how could you do this to me? So Frank's like, no, that's not true. Uh, I know it seems like it's impossible, but this is available for everybody. I'm just the person to put you in front of the insurance companies, get you into a policy. That's how I earn my living. I am uh, doing the work of what other big companies uh, get done through like massive advertising campaigns. I'm getting them people into their policies one at a time. Great, great insurance coverage. And through Obamacare, this is how it works. Get a hold of Frank today. If you need insurance, maybe you're self-employed between jobs or your boss just doesn't offer insurance. 
Go to buy, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com. Buyinsurancehere.com. Make an appointment. Have a conversation with Frank. Tell him what uh, is going on in your life, what you would like to be involved in or your options. He'll take care of everything. Frank is the man. Buyinsurancehere.com. Mention EZ. And finally, batting uh, last in the order today, my friends at Impact Power Sports. Online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Michigan's newest dealer of Yamaha golf carts. I'll tell you what, it'd be great if I had uh, one of their uh, uh, four-wheelers or side-by-sides with a plow for my driveway right now. Uh, any type of toy that you need, they have it at Impact Power Sports for you to have fun with. Shop the selection online or go in person to Impact Power Sports in Rockford, Michigan. Great group of people there, family-owned, and they want to see you. Please mention me when you go. Thank you. All right, today's asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. I'm not even sure what this is, but on Friday, I guess I gave someone the asshole of the day award known as Blood Fart Bitch. And I I don't remember. You'd have to explain it to me. I've talked about this before. I forget about shit the second that it leaves my brain. Today on the show, did the Lions just win? Dallas got hammered. Jimmy Johnson looked like an asshole. Snowstorm, bitter cold. Neighbor, not so neighborly. Uh, When I pause, that's usually when I got it. might take me a second to write bear with me. you can hear me actually writing as i tap the thing uh asshole of the day today brought to you by tc paintball easy's not so neighborly neighbor i know that's what you would want too unless there's something i'm missing here perhaps perhaps i did you never know uh all right lions doubters yeah, I guess Joe Martinez is now what started as, ah, yeah, I'm not going to believe it until they win a playoff game. So they, they they did that. They won the playoff game, and he's stubborn as shit. He's like, ah, no, I am not going to believe it. I'm a fucking asshole. Shut up. All right. Have a great one, folks. Till next time. I'll talk to you on the Patreon. I'm hoping to do the Patreon before the basketball game. But if I don't, well, you'll know it because it'll be late. Have a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye.